Welcome to episode 65 of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week we visit with current EIU women's basketball player, Abby Wall. Abby Wall recently joined the 1,000-point club at Eastern Illinois and was named one of 30 candidates for the NCAA's Senior Class Award. We talked to Wall about those two honors and what it's like to be from the hometown of Santa Claus, Indiana on this week's episode. We are now in season two of EIU Panthers Podcast, and you can hear any of our previous episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Simply search EIU Panthers Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or office? Visit consolidated.com today. Students are wrapping up finals on campus this week with a light schedule of athletic events prior to the holiday break. EIU men's basketball plays at Western Illinois and Ball State prior to the break, while women's basketball hosts Lipscomb and travels to Wisconsin. For the most up-to-date news, schedules, stats, and more on Eastern Illinois athletics, visit us online at eiupanthers.com or you can follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers Podcast with women's basketball senior, Abby Wall. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We are joined today by Abby Wall, a senior on the EIU women's basketball team. We're going to go over a couple different topics with Abby, but first of all, congratulations. Uh, thanks for joining us on the on the program. Yeah, thank you. Um, as we were talking before we started the podcast, I say congratulations because this is finals week at Eastern, and Abby told me she has finally taken her final finals as an <laughs> undergraduate student, so she is done there. She will student teach next semester, so I guess three and a half years, you were able to do some summer school, kind of, mm-hmm. what is that like to, what was that like to final take that, that last exam? Yeah, it was really <laughs> exciting. Um, it felt good, and then thankfully, I wasn't supposed to be able to student teach while playing, but our departments here are awesome and worked it out where I can be done in four years. So that was really exciting and it was good. I'm excited to start. Now, people that will look at your resume your your resume and your things will will see one thing on there and probably you've been asked this a thousand times, so I'll ask you um, as well, that hometown Santa Claus, Indiana. Mm-hmm. What is the first question somebody ever asks you about? Is, is one of the questions, is Santa Claus even a real town? Yeah, yeah, they ask that. They're like, is it really Christmas year-round? And it is. We, I mean, our grocery store is called Holiday Foods. I used to live in Christmas Lake Village on Dasher Lane. Um, it's very Christmassy, but I, I love it. Holiday World's there, obviously, so we have a lot of tourists and stuff. But now I we moved out of Santa Claus, but we live in a small okay. town right next to it. But it's like five minutes away, so... Okay. I still claim that as home, but I, I love it. I love the community there, and they're amazing. So, Now, I don't know if the name has changed since, since you've been alive, but Holiday World has not always been called Holiday World. At one point in time, when I was a little kid and this is how old I am, it used to be called Santa Claus Land. Yes, yes. Now, I, I know it's become this huge theme park since yep. then, but does that help draw people there, that they, that they think it's they're going to come see Christmas, or do you think that they they realize that you can't do Christmas 365. Yeah, I think it does draw people. I mean, Holiday World's kind of like the summer thing. People come and they stay. We have Lake Rudolph as a campground. Okay. So they stay there and camp. But then in the winter, we have, like, the Parade of Lights, and we have, like, a 
Christmas store candy castle, so they come. It draws people Christmas and summer, so it. We have tourists a lot year round, but it's good. So, are you a Christmas person? I guess is the next part, or are you all Christmas out because it's year round? No, I am. <laughs> I love Christmas. That's my favorite holiday. Um, it's super fun, and then in the summers, like middle school, I used to go to Holiday World every single day basically we would get season passes and that was kind of like my daycare (laughs) me and my friends would just hang out there all day so I I loved it growing up and yeah I'm still a huge fan of Christmas now for you uh senior season of basketball you hit a milestone recently a thousand career points what was that like to hit that and is that something that you kind of when you started playing basketball here at Eastern was that a goal or did that become maybe a goal when you saw where you were at the start of this season? Um, it definitely wasn't a goal when I first got here. <laughs> I came in, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I was just excited to play and and really didn't have any goals like that. But, um, I mean, this season I knew I was close. I didn't really keep up with it. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to know or <laughs> anything like that. But my teammates are amazing, and we've, we've played really well together. So it just happened to work out. But, yeah, I couldn't have done it without my team coaches, my parents, all the time that they put in, and my brothers for always supporting me. So it was, it was exciting to do it for all of them. Now, I'm assuming you had family members that were at the game, and were, did, were they the type of people that – when they when you made that that bucket to get to a thousand, they knew, and then you kind of had to think, process it, or it is something that somebody told you maybe after the game. Um, my <laughs> parents knew. My mom, it was on free throws. My mom like videoed the free throws, but I didn't know during the game. They told me after. It was, it's never been something that I really wanted to know or kept track of or anything. But yeah, it was exciting for them to be able to be there. So, yep. Now, for you, all-conference honors last year, coming this year as a preseason all-conference player, is that kind of a – I'm sure that was a goal when you started playing. Is that kind of a a goal this year? And then is that maybe – what does that lead to in terms of what do you guys have for team goals? Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not great at, like, personal goals. I wouldn't say that that was on, like, my personal goal list. Um, my goals are more just like what will help the team, you know, like rebounding and defense I needed I needed to improve on. So I wanted that to be my goal. But I think if we play as a team and we keep playing as we do, that might come as a result. But my main goals are, you know, win the conference, be successful, stay close as a team. And team goals are more what I, I want to focus on because we have girls that can make it happen this year and we all play together so well. So I'm really thankful for that. Now, you talk about team goals. You guys came in your very first year. I don't think made the tournament. The next year, kind of, for people that hadn't followed the program, really looked like you came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. finishing the top four, get to the semifinals. Last year, maybe a little bit of a, a stumble backwards. Mm-hmm. Is that is the first goal, I guess, when you go do this, make the tournament, and then win the tournament, do you guys do that in succession, or do you have, like, a – a board in the locker room that says this is where we want to be at the end of the year yeah um I mean we've talked about it a lot and obviously like winning the conference is our team goal but that's everyone's team goal so we really want to like we take it game by game and we set goals you know with like rebounding like we need to out rebound this team and just take it step by step because it's easy to say yeah we want to win the tournament (laughs) but we have to do the little things to make that happen so I think this year we've really been focusing on our defense and rebounding like that's something we really have to put an emphasis on 
on to be successful. But, I mean, I believe in this team 100%, and I think we can win if we do the little things throughout the rest of the season to make that happen. Now, as we mentioned already, you're from Santa Claus, Indiana. When people look on a map, they'll find out very quickly it's not very far from Evansville, which mm-hmm. is where the conference tournament is at. Yeah. You guys played there two years ago. Like I said, made a little bit of a run. Last year under COVID, a lot different. Mm-hmm. What would it be like, what would it mean to to make a run in, in the OVC tournament as a senior playing there in Evansville? Yeah, it would mean everything. It would be awesome, you know, because getting to the tournament is great, yeah, but to actually make a run, you know, it's something you remember forever, and it's almost like a home crowd there. I've been, you know, Evansville's right there next to me. We, it, A lot of fans come down from my community. They're amazing and support us. So just to be able to, like, make an impact there this year, last year, would be would be something really special, so... Now, we'll talk a little bit about also two years ago, you guys were able to play in front of a lot of fans. Mm. The season ended before really COVID became a thing. Yeah. As, you're, as you're following the news, if you kind of look back then, the basketball season for EIU for the most part was done Yeah, when, when COVID kind of became a, a thing. You go through last year, you play. Some places have fans. Eastern doesn't mm. allow fans till the very end of the year. What was it like playing with really – no fans last year from a player's perspective yeah (laughs) it was really crazy because I remember we did you know we ended our season I know a lot of people's were was cut short but I remember getting like seeing all this stuff and at first spring break just got extended a week and our team was like (laughs) oh yeah like an extra week we never thought it would end up no the rest of the semester was done but then going in and just all the unknowns of this season, like, will this game be canceled? I know I had to miss a game right after Christmas because I was quarantined. So just that kind of stuff was so hard to adjust to. And then I'm one, my parents come to every single game that they can. So I was so used to having them there and not having a home crowd obviously makes an impact. You know, that energy that the band brings and the parents and fans, it means a lot. So that was definitely hard. Um, thankfully they could come to some of the away games, but it, it made an impact on everyone. It was a really tough year for the whole team, just emotionally and definitely took a toll. So I think that energy this year has brought, brought a lot to us having our, having our families in the crowd. So I, I think that'll help a lot. And you fast forward to this year in the first game, there's a lot of fans there actually felt like to me, there were probably more fans Mm -hmm. at games this year than there were two years ago. Do you feel like people were clamoring? to want to get back and do things? Yeah, I think so. I know we. I had a lot of family and friends, and so did the rest of the team that were really missing out on games. So I'm sure, you know, they're wanting to come as much as they can now because yeah. I think those are things we took for granted, and then COVID made us realize, you know, we like going to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> we like going to games. Like, it's it's something to do, and it's really fun. So I, I think that, that did make a difference, yeah. Now, one of the other highlights that you've been able to have so far is based on COVID, some fundraising was done to be able to maybe take a foreign trip. Mm-hmm. Of course, nobody's traveling right now mm-hmm. foreign for COVID. Coach Ballant, give him credit, kind of pivoted a little bit there and gave you guys an opportunity to go to Hawaii. Yeah. What was what was that experience like? I know that you guys, the results on the floor weren't maybe yeah. what you guys wanted, but in terms of that experience for a team, what can that do for recruiting and maybe – how you guys maybe bonded as a team when you were there. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so awesome. You know, we hadn't really been on a trip like that since I've been here. So we were pumped. And then just to, you know, those are memories. One, just being in Hawaii, but being in Hawaii with your team is a memory you'll remember forever. And then thankfully some of our families got to go. So just spending time with my family and the team was something I'll never forget. And then, yeah, the court, you know, (laughs) 
we didn't get the results we wanted, but I'd say we grew as a team and playing those teams, like we realized, you know, we can compete with any team, you know? So that was good to realize. And then obviously being in Hawaii softens the blow a little (laughs) bit of the losses, but it was great. You know, we spent a lot of time as a team together and just being in Hawaii, it's amazing. So beautiful. So we're so thankful that we got to go to that. And then yeah, I'm sure it'll help recruiting, you know, to see that we've been to Hawaii and future trips will happen too. So, yeah. Now, you talk about the, the bond you guys have had on there. You have a couple different players that, that you've kind of gone through your careers here with that you guys will all be wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. What is What have those bonds been like? And you guys all, whether people know this or not, you all have an opportunity maybe to play another year. Have those, mm-hmm. have those been conversations that you have as – that that group of of ladies that you Jordan and Kyra are like hey it'd be great if all three of us come back yeah. together or is that gonna wait till maybe after the season yeah um I mean Kyra Jordan and I are super close it's so sad that it's coming to an end but um we've been through everything lots of ups and downs since freshman year and it has been a conversation but I know it's challenging um Kyra's in speech pathology so she's going into her master's, so she doesn't even know if playing's a possibility. You know, it's a really intense program. And then Jordan's pre-med, so she's probably going on to med school. And and I'm student teaching and have no idea where next year's going to take me. But it's definitely been a conversation because, you know, your sisters, the whole team is like a family to me, so leaving them is going to be super hard. But I think we're just kind of waiting to see how this season goes, see how we're feeling at the end to make any – permanent decisions but yeah it's it's definitely hard definitely something to consider when you have relationships like we do now you guys have the stretch run of the season coming up you've already mentioned how close your your brothers and your mom and dad are Mm -hmm. with you who is senior day going to be harder on you or them uh I don't know probably probably both I know like my parents obviously have come to every game. One of my brothers lives in Florida, but he watches every game and comes to any that he can. And then the other brother's actually from Evansville, and um, he comes. They're my biggest fans. They text me and call me before and after every single game, so I'm sure it'll be really tough on them. Um, I'm so grateful for the support they show. My Both of my grannies come to every game that they can, you know. We're a big basketball family, so it's going to be hard, you know. It's a whole chapter ending. Um it's going to be tough, but I, I'm really excited that, that they're going to be able to be there and that I've been able to play for them these past four years. So, Now, one of the other reasons the other reasons we wanted to do the podcast with you here is you were also got an award off the court mm-hmm. for some of the things that you were able to do on the court as well. You're one of 30 candidates for the Senior Class Award. I don't know if you even are aware of that, but mm-hmm. congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. What did that mean? Maybe how, how did you get that news and, and how is that? maybe sunk in (laughs) yeah I mean I found out on Twitter uh someone sent it to me I didn't really know what it was or anything obviously it's amazing and again I couldn't do it without my teammates and my coaches and all my professors have been so 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 flexible and helpful through you know it's hard with basketball it's in both semesters you miss, miss a lot of class and um Eastern's been amazing working with me I couldn't be more thankful for that so it's just it it makes me proud to be able to do it for everyone else, you know, all the hard work and time that other people have put into this. It, I want to, you know, do it for them, and I thank them for that. Now, part of the award is done for success on the floor, which we talked about, been a first-team all-conference, success in the classroom, a 4.0 GPA, getting ready to graduate. Mm-hmm. Not going to walk this week for people that don't <laughs> know. She's going to come back and do that in May, but um, has the ability to do that. But also community service, EIU, women's basketball, big in the community. Mm-hmm. What have you taken about 
from that, what are maybe some of the, the memories that you've done and some of the community service projects that you guys have put together? Yeah, we've we've done a lot through the years. Um, it's been good, you know, just to give back to the community. They do so much for us, supporting us and, and being at our games. So to be able to give back and, you know, we've helped at like golf scrambles. We've gone to food pantries. We've done all kinds of things. And our coaches have been really good about putting that together for us. But we just love being in the community, even like the care game. We go to the schools and I obviously love that. I love being in classrooms, but just seeing the little kids, you know, like it's awesome to go, go say hi, hang out with them and get them excited for games. And we see a lot of them in the stands. So those kind of things, it means a lot as a team, just our community does so much and we, we love giving back. So I'm, I'm grateful that we had that opportunity and, you know, it, it made it easy to do when our, our coaches are so supportive and setting it up and our whole team's so driven to be able to do that and take time to do that. So it's, it's great. Now I'm going to have you pronosticate a little bit here. What is Abby Wall, what does the end of the season look like for Abby Wall? What would be a successful season for you for basketball for this year? Um, I don't know. I'd say it would be a successful season if we end it and we've all had a, you know, we've had a great time. We've had fun. We've left it all on the court and done everything we can. You know what I mean? It's it's easy to say a successful season would be winning the conference yeah. tournament and going to NCAA. Obviously, that would yeah. be perfect. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, if we all leave knowing we've we gave it everything we had and we played for each other, which we do every game, like, that would be successful. Um, I just... I want to play for them, and I know our team, we want to play for each other and do all we can for each other. So I think that would be the most success that I could ask for, just everyone enjoying themselves and and playing hard. And then you've already mentioned you're going to go student teach. Where is your direction for that? Are you, are you a – is there a specialty that you want to go in to be in terms of teaching and – is maybe coaching in the future too or are you kind of done with with the basketball aspect you think after you get done playing um so I'm student teaching here in Charleston and it's fifth grade and it's math and then science and social studies switch on and off and um which is right up my alley my dream job would be middle school math so I'm excited mm-hmm. that I got a math um placement and in the future I don't know it's <laughs> a lot of ifs but um one day I'd love to be middle school math teacher and possibly coach high school. You know, if I would end up back home, I'd love to start coaching again. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I might take a year or two off, but I don't know if I'll be able to stay away that long. We'll see how it ends up. But, yeah, coaching would definitely be something that I would look forward to. All right. Well, congratulations. Once again, thanks for joining us, Abby, and, and continue success for you the rest of the season. Thank you very much. <laughs>